Hello and welcome to another Perpetual Outsider podcast. I'm John Bensalia, thank you for joining me. Um, as ever, if you want to kindly buy me a coffee, that would be much appreciated. I'm on buymeacoffee.com forward slash John Bensalia. Um, enough of this begging. Um, let's get on with today's podcast. We're going back to 1984, where I'm looking at a classic episode of The Young Ones called Cash, which I haven't actually seen for, <laughs> for about... Ooh, probably about 30 odd years, actually, we stuck the video. So um, this should be interesting. So without any further ado, let's go in five, four, three, two, one, go. <laughs> God, this is bringing it all back. So what were the, who were the young ones? The young ones were, we're about to see them now. Um... Vivian, played by Adrian Edmondson, a punk. Rick, played by Rick Mayo, a kind of snotty student. Uh, Neil the Hippie, played by Nigel Planer. And Mike the Cool Person, played by Christopher Ryan, with Belos- I think he's, um, I forget his name, Belosky, Belosky, um, played by Alexi Sale. And they were basically like, um, Vivian, Rick, Neil and Mike were students who were... Uh, Living in, uh, in squalor, and uh, like we see here with Neil the Hippie, like uh, rats in a blanket. And uh, because this one's called Cash, I think it's because they, uh, they don't have any. Story of my life. Oh, there's Cliff. Yeah, Rick Mayo, uh, his character was a Cliff Richard fan. I don't know why. But uh, <laughs> Vivian's got the right idea. He's unplugging it. Oh, Rick Mayo. What, what a comedy genius Rick Mayo was. <laughs> oh, just, oh, just hilarious. Much missed. And of course, this was only this only ran for two series. Um, this is the, the second and final one, which was broadcast between May and June, nineteen eighty four. I think they repeated it a few times. Yeah, but yeah, the last time I saw this one was in um, the 90s. I bought the, the double video pack, but unfortunately, uh, all my videos got lost in the flood. <laughs> and of course, you know, Rick, Rick, um, Rick was always the the, the luckless one. He used to think he was, you know, like the bee's knees, but of course he wasn't, you know, he was just uh, a little bit pathetic. <laughs> so this was written by, um, uh, who was it? It was, yeah, Ben Elson, didn't he? I've got a feeling that Rick and... Um, Adrian, I think they contributed in various ways. I think Alexis Sale contributed to his own stuff. Yeah, I think and Neil's, Neil's even more hapless than, um, than Rick. Neil, of course, was actually a pop star at the time. He actually had a... I think he reached number two with Holding My... He did a cover of Holding My Shoe by Traffic. And of course, they all they all reached number one in uh, 1986 with uh, a cover of Living Doll, 
with uh, with Cliff. I think that was in, in AD Comic Relief. I used to have. I remember I bought the record actually. Bought the forty five and played this one and played that and the uh, B side, which was all the little flowers are happy, which was even, which was even better than the other stuff. Right, I'm being attacked. I'm being attacked by a fly here. So if you hear um, if you hear a scream, then it's me. So this one is the the second episode of the season. Um, the first one was the 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 university challenge one with uh, Griffins Jones, and there was Stephen Fry, Emma Thompson. I think Ben Elton's there actually. I forget who the other one was actually. But yeah, in this one they're they're trying to find desperate ways, of, you know, trying to make money, and you know, because. As any student would tell you, um, money is not always in ready supply. Actually, any adult would tell you these days in 2022 that money is not in ready supply these days. <laughs> he used to say, hey guys, got something very scary to lay on you, man. Hey, what's happening? Take the few. <laughs> Furniture keeps disappearing. <laughs> yeah, but I, I think by by 1984, I think you know, um, humor humor was changing. Rather than the conventional sitcom, you were getting my kind of more edgy alternative kinds of comedy like this. But it, it does, in a way, kind of owe a little bit to. Stuff like you know Monty Python and the goodies because of you know it's kind of you know they just drop these eccentric uh, random interludes in and uh, this kind of anarchic humor, you know, very anarchic humor. Anarchic, anarchic humor. I can't even, this blooming flies actually affecting my power to speak. I mean, like, random cartoony stuff like this, like Mike nailing, uh, nailing the plates to her uh, to his knees. <laughs> Vivian chopping the legs off and Mike is still stuck. <laughs> of course, in the previous one, Vivian managed to chop his head off while uh, leaning out of a train, made the foolish mistake of ignoring the do not lean out of a window sign. <laughs> get random weird kind of interludes like um these two ghosts coming out of nowhere which is a bit you know kind of like python-esque is that is that mark arden steve frost i think they're, they're like two headless headless ghosts insulting each other calling each other copies face <laughs> <laughs> and they just kind of randomly go to the, the next one. Um... Oh, 
some next door neighbours just farted on uh, on his the ghost's head. Yeah, Adrian, Adrian Edmondson these days. He's um, obviously moved on from the uh, the anarchy of Vivian, and he's playing much more conventional roles. I think he was recently in a in a Midsummer Murders, but yeah, he does stuff like that. You know, gets stars and you know, sort of like Death in Paradise and uh, various other things too. I can't remember off the top of my head, but uh, but no, he's, he's you know, I mean, they're all perfect as uh, as all of the. Uh, uh, as all the characters, you know, they, they all just play them really well. How did how did Mike manage to get the um, manage to get himself unnamed from the? Uh, I, I suppose um, you know it's just one of those questions you're not meant to ask. Neil Sucker Money Problem. I'm actually watching this one on iPlayer. Um, and it actually says it contains adult humour and discriminatory language, you know. So um, obviously, this, this is an oh, it's this one, isn't it? Dolly faces bully boy. Give me some money, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, it, it is a product of its time. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's coming back now, yeah. It's, it's just certain quotes that you just kind of remember. If he's bully boy, give me some more money, you bastard. Love you. I think they made the right choice in probably doing them two two series because um, it's the same with all Z Towers, you know, they kind of you know quit while they were ahead. Um uh, they didn't really stick around that, that long, did they? Because um um Rick and Adrian they did the same thing with uh, with Bottom because they only did three series of that. But of course but of course they did uh, they did a movie and a stage show as well, so 
Yeah, the Young Ones stage show. They really should have done well, Young Ones movie. Yeah, that, that would have been quite a, quite a thing to see. I think they missed a the trick there. It's also snow, isn't it? Yeah, they just have this random kind of quick um, cut to some random picture and then jump back. It's, it's exactly the same sort of thing they did with Monty Python. <laughs> yeah, it could do with some snow right now, actually. I hate to say it. I mean, I don't really like snow. On a day like today, where it's just absolutely boiling hot, I, I think we could actually do some snow. Oh, God, no, not um, Freeman. Yeah, they used to have um, guest interludes um, from, you know, various uh, various famous faces. You know, they, they just did cameos of themselves. You know. But I don't, I don't think Cliff himself actually turned up. I think he probably would have thought it a bit near the knuckle, especially with stuff like that. <laughs> oh, it's those brilliant ghosts again. With a, with a, oh my god, that ghetto blast. I mean, you know, that, those ghetto blasters used to be all the rage in 1994, but these days a little bit clunky. I suppose it's what they call undergraduate humour. I've, I've never really under, understood what that meant, undergraduate humour. I mean, it just didn't really, never really made sense. But, you know, one that kind of appeals to students, you know, a very kind of student humour. undergraduate humour. I mean, I'd, when I was at university, I do remember there were these, uh, like these, um, I, th I think three or four guys who were um, in the in the same um, living quarters as me. And they, they just used to go on about these really not funny, like public school humour. They'd all been to public school. They just, you know, repeat the same old not funny joke over and over again. Um, yeah, like, I never got that. Public school is just, you know, it's a completely different country to me. And I, I never really understood the concept. <laughs> and of course, um, they, I think they all appeared, um, no, no, it was just um, Adrian and Rick, they appeared in the they appeared in a program called Happy Families, which um, I do wish they release on DVD, but the problem is they couldn't because of the copyright. Um, and I think they, um, Happy Families was basically a thing with, um, which actually starred Jennifer Saunders. And it was a, a thing with the Fuddle family. They, she, she played all of, uh, she played the Gran in Five Sisters. No, Four Sisters, not Five. Um, and, um, uh, Adrian Edmondson was the, uh, was the son. He played the son called Guy. 
And of course, because of that, they used to include Song for Guy by Elton John. And I think that's where the copyright falls down a bit. But yeah, it's, it's a shame, but um, I mean, I, I doubt it ever will get, you know, released on DVD or iPlay or Blu-ray or whatever, which is a shame. Probably too much money to pay for what was, uh, you know, what they call a cult classic. I, I suppose like the young ones was, but I think the young ones had more mainstream appeal, I think. Uh, he's Vivian about to give birth. <laughs> I think he does, doesn't he? Or, or I think it's just a, um, a, a very prolonged fart. concepts like this, you know, like Vivian giving birth, I mean, uh, yeah, they, they always used to do random, crazy things like that. Oh no, actually Vivian's cutting Neil's hair. <laughs> you got one long, one long hair and one short hair. He, he looks a bit like, um, Phil Oakey from the Human League, and he's in a suit. So this is, this is the boring musical interlude, which um, I read somewhere there was like copyright issues with. So. Uh, um, yeah, I'll, I'll just turn that down. I, I don't want to be done for copyright for crying out loud. <laughs> even even on a even on a podcast, but this is basically um, I think I think we do a cover version of something. But I think Stuart Copeland and Jules Holland are in there, and I'm not sure who the others are, but they're just random kind of like uh, random orchestra. I don't know. There, there might be members of Squeeze. I don't know. Um, but it's, it's not very good anyway, so um, not missing much. Ugh. Anything with Jules Holland in, yuck. I still can't believe that bloody later with Jules Holland is still going. Oh, yeah, there's yeah there's um, Chris Stifford from Squeeze. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Yeah, J later with Jules Holland is still going. The most self-indulgent, dull excuse for a music programme. I mean, bring back some of the pops, for God's sake. No, don't recognise any of those others at all. I know I probably should, but uh, I, I don't know. Obviously filmed in the winter because it's uh, chucking you down with snow there. Yeah, I think we could do with snow right now. Nope, still going. Oh, Neil's just been chucked out of the um, the employment office. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> of course, 
There's still, there's still time to see the uh, the people on Twitter. Oh, obviously, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Neil becomes a policeman, doesn't he? Yeah, that's right. There's Alexi Sale doing his obligatory. Oh, is this the one where um, he wants to go <coughs> into a microphone or something? Charlie Tango Tea Kettle Barbecue. <laughs> Lexi Sale, of course, was a DJ in Doctor Who Revelation of the Daleks. Yeah, apparently on the Blu-ray, he's um, he, do he does the commentary. No, still not going to get the Blu-ray. But yeah, Alexi Sale will come back as a he come back as a different character every week, apart from the uh, apart from the young ones landing. Yeah. <laughs> it's when you, yeah, when you're talking to the radio, you go. <laughs> there, used to, there used to be this kid at school that used to do that. I remember he used to go. For no, for no good reason, he just used to point at people and go, <laughs> whether or not he was actually hoping to go into the police force, I don't know. Uh, maybe he did. Strange boy. Oh, special branch. I don't see what's so special about that. It's quite special. Yeah, and then Alexi Sale does these occasional monologues to the camera, you know, these sort of stand-up routines. So it's weird, it's, it's kind of a bit of everything, the young ones. You know, you get you get the other stand-up from Alexi Sale, you get the surreal humour, get the interludes, you get the main plot. Um, it's kind of like lots of random elements rolled into one. I mean, by, by and large, I mean, it, it, it works quite well. I, I suspect some, some episodes, you know, stand up better than others. Um, the the one with the um, the there's there's one in which they go to a graveyard and there's um, I think it's like a, a horror Halloween kind of episode and and that, and that one's quite good from what I remember. <laughs> yeah, Vivian giving birth. Yeah, I don't think so. Did I watch it the first time? I think I, I do remember vaguely seeing bits of it. I, I don't know. I've got a feeling that mum and dad might have let me stay up, you know, because it was on about nine o'clock, which, you know, which is quite late to her, you know. Um, 1984 would have been, this was before I turned 10. So yeah, yeah, would have been nine years old because it was in the, uh, in the spring, early summer. So yeah, to a nine-year-old, it's actually quite um, uh, yes, yeah, I suppose quite normal. School the next day, John. <laughs> is this Neil as a policeman? I remember he. I think one line is "Move it's the pigs." I think he says that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we we used to we used to impersonate them at school. Well, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's really mellow, okay? 
Yeah, I, I don't think he lasts long in the police force. You know, he's too, you know, sort of peace loving, isn't he? You know? <laughs> he's still got one one bit of hair shorter than the other. Yeah, doesn't he bust up a drugs road or something? Or some sort of orgy or something? I'm not sure. Is this? Old um, Elliot from Holby City or Nigel from EastEnders. He, he used to do quite a lot of those um, comedies back then. Yes, he's one of Neil's friends, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, Nigel from EastEnders with a um, even worse, even worse hair than he had in EastEnders. Actually, looks like his hair's just grown, you know, to like. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's, that was that was another lie. Yeah, come on in and take that tip if you hit. It's just one of those classics that I remember from you know growing up. But uh, you know, it's it's a shame that we we don't really have that sort of thing these days. I'm not sure if they do on BBC Three. I've, I've seen a couple of tra well more than one trailer because they insist on. Um, hijacking TV programs at every opportunity with um, uh, with adverts to BBC Three, and it just gets you know a little bit tedious. But the stuff I've seen just doesn't look very inspiring. Really, it just looks really just lame. I don't know. Maybe it's just me being an old fart. <laughs> You know, you know, Rick Mayall is just one of one of those comedians that you kind of expect to live forever. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a real shock when he, when he passed away. I mean, about God, eight years ago, something like that. Yeah, you, 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 I suppose not. You know, not just Rick Mayall, but you know, a lot of these you know kind of TV icons that you grow up with, you expect them to live forever. But you know, of course. Uh, Sadly, they don't. But Rick will live on, you know, forever in, you know, TV like, you know, TV like this and, you know, Bottom and all the other stuff and, you know, New Statesman and all that. I mean, there's, there's a semblance of a plot here somewhere, but... Uh... <laughs> so, a lorry crashed through the uh, through the house and I suspect they, uh, they managed to get lots of money that way. Um... Neil doesn't think they've got the right, the right house. Oh, I'd give anything for that, you know, a sum of money. <laughs> oh, furniture thieves. There you go. Ah, thank you, Neil. Yeah. <laughs> And of course, Neil's now, you know, he's supposed to arrest them. 
yes, I suppose all this poverty, I, I suppose it's still relevant today because there's just so many trying to make ends meet, you know, me being one of them, really. Sorry, that's a sub story. I know, toilet humour is just, you know, very childish and very not grown up, but it's completely my kind of humour. Oh no, don't like the match. <laughs> but of course they'll be back for the, uh, for the next one, won't they? I know they will. It's like, you know, it's, it's the totally equivalent of Wiley Coyote. You know, they, uh, they get blown up or, you know, um, hurt or whatever, or killed off. Um, have they? Have they still come back? You know. Yeah, that was great. A lot, a lot of good memories. That you know. Um, just really funny. So yeah, might, yeah, might try one of those comedies again in the future. I mean, it's great that I'm, um, you know, rediscovering some of these through the podcast because um, they're great times and just you know really funny. But anyway, that is me, John Bensali, is signing off. So thank you very much for joining me. Uh, thank you and good night.